Reiki and acupuncture. Just part of the list of available treatments. Not at the local holistic clinic, but actually at the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Center. You're listening to Reach MDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today are Dr. Brian Berman, the director of the University of Maryland Center for Integrative Medicine, and also Dr. David Tarantino, anesthesiologist at the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Center and director of the pain management team. That was a lot of words to get out. Welcome, Brian and David. Thank you, Michael. All right, let's talk about what you're doing. Let's recap here. Who wants to tell us what's going on here at the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Center? This is David. For about the past 18 months, have incorporated with the assistance of Brian and the Center for Integrative Medicine the techniques of acupuncture and Reiki in combination with our more traditional post-operative pain management techniques such as opioids and other analgesics and regional blocks. Okay. Is this happening during the acute trauma phase or chronic afterwards or both? This is David. Right now, this is happening at shock trauma during the acute phase, which again is quite different from where these types of integrative techniques have been uh, used previously. Commonly, they're used in the chronic setting, and this is our first introduction of bringing these therapies into the true acute setting. This is right. In addition, because a lot of the patients from shock trauma, when they're discharged, are discharged to a rehab hospital in Baltimore called Kernan Hospital, part of the University of Maryland Medical System. And um, we, we often will treat the patients when they're out here as well. So they actually get the continuum of, of care, of a sort of a comprehensive approach from the acute the chronic. Who's doing the non-traditional therapy? Who's doing the Reiki and who's doing the acupuncture and what's their training? This is Brian. The training of the acupuncturist is somebody from our center who's a, a licensed acupuncturist who has many years of acupuncture experience. So he's been involved with our center for, well, one of them for 17 years, the other one for about 10 years. Okay. So it's not a three-day wonder course guy. No, no, no. No, not at all. This is David. We, one of my acute pain management nurses is a Reiki master. Also, one of the Reiki masters from the integrative medicine program frequently will come and assist us. And we also have a large group of volunteers from the Reiki community who are willing to come into the hospital free of charge to assist us when we have needs. Tell me, if you can, a a couple of cases that have really just amazed either of you, that you never thought you'd see these kind of results. This is David. Well, certainly on this acute care side, uh, we had a young soldier who was injured in Iraq. His unit came under very heavy fire, and as a result of that, he actually lost both of his legs. He was initially treated at an Iraq hospital, was sent to Germany, from Germany back to the States, and then was actually sent to us for some reconstructive surgery. What we discovered was that there had been very little done to address the real three components of this young man's pain, and that was there was the sensory component, which they had been attempting to treat, but there was also a very large emotional and behavioral component to this as well, particularly after what this young man had actually been through. And so what we discovered was that our medicines, while they were being somewhat effective, we're not relieving this young man's pain. And so we presented with him, again, with the assistance of Brian's group, uh, first acupuncture therapy, and we found that to be very effective for him. 
not only was he experiencing tremendous relief of his pain by adding acupuncture to the opioid therapies that we were using, but we found the dose that we had to give him and the duration of those medicines was prolonged when we instituted the acupuncture. We then went one step further and introduced Reiki therapy, and via the combination of Reiki and acupuncture and our more traditional methods, we were able to get this young man pain under complete control for the first time. We were able to then get him through his acute physical therapy stage, the remainder of his reconstructive surgeries, and were able to get him off to rehab, and he's continuing to use these techniques now that he's out of the hospital. Was he open from the initial moment of these therapies, or did he have to be taught about them? Uh, This is David again. He had to be taught about them. Again, he was not familiar with either. He knew about acupuncture, but had never had acupuncture performed on him, didn't know much about it, and certainly had no knowledge of Reiki therapy previously. Any other cases that come to mind as being the most outstanding things? Because, of course, you know, anecdotal uh, research is not what we're looking for, but anecdotes really are always interesting to our listeners. Yeah, this is uh, David, again, again, this is a again, an an unusual acute care setting, but we had a a police officer who had been shot multiple times in an attempt to arrest a drug suspect. Again, he was brought in probably, we thought at the time he was not going to make it, he was probably going to die. He actually survived after many, many, many surgeries, and we got him through that acute phase um, and again realized that our pain medicines were working only to and extent. And this was someone who clearly had no knowledge of acupuncture, no knowledge of Reiki. This was someone who was as traditional as you could ever imagine a police officer in a city to be and was very reluctant at first to even attempt some of these therapies. And what we found is that he thought about it and said, okay, I will try this Reiki thing first. I don't know if I want this idea of having somebody putting needles in me, but I'm willing to try this sort of hand Reiki thing. And at the conclusion of that first Reiki session, this person was in absolute tears. Uh, He said it was the most wonderful experience he'd ever been through, that it was the first time he had felt relaxed and relieved of his pain since the last memory that he, you know, that he had of feeling those, those bullets in him. And from that point on, was then willing to say, hey, if this has worked so well for me, I'd also like to try the acupuncture. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Brian Berman and Dr. David Tarantino of the Shock Trauma Unit and Center for Integrative Medicine at the University of Maryland, who are bringing the best of Eastern and Western medicine to their patients. This is really fascinating. couple questions. Do you think what's going on here with Reiki, and we mentioned this before, is that it's just that it's more caring and intimate and loving and what doctors used to be toward their patients, and that really helps them? Or do you think there's something actually beyond that in the therapy? This is Brian. I'll, I'll take a shot at that. <laughs> you know, I think the, in essence we don't really know at this stage. I think that there is something going on beyond the caring and the connectedness that is there when somebody is applying Reiki. And we're seeing definite results with patients, you know, sleeping better, change in blood pressure, decreased medications, decreased pain scores. 
but we really need to do some, you know, clinical trials to see is this is just the placebo effect or is this an effect beyond the placebo effect? And the, the same thing with acupuncture. Our group is at the Center for Integrated Medicine is a National Institutes of Health Center of Excellence for 12 years now. And our specialty has been particularly in traditional Chinese medicine and, and acupuncture research. And we have an ongoing study with the Shock Trauma Center who are very open to investigating this in a scientifically rigorous way. So we are doing a randomized trial. We're looking at the effect of acupuncture on narcotic pain medication intake. Does it decrease the amount of medication that they need? And also with some of the stress hormones and inflammatory uh, cytokines. So we want to see if there's objective measures. So we, I, I guess what I'm saying is that you can do the research with this and you, and you have to go about it in a step-by-step -step way. But the first step is observing in the clinical setting, is there an effect or not? Right. We're going back to science the way it used to be, observation, and then seeing if we can reproduce it. Do you think in the future you would offer other non-traditional therapies like homeopathy or anything like that? Well, this is Brian. I think that there's an openness to ways that can help the patients in the shock trauma setting. And some of the very simple techniques like breathing, different ways of showing people that they can help themselves through breathing, through visualization, can have very powerful effects. And I think there's an openness to, uh, in the future to, to look at some of those and, and to look at the combinations of Reiki and acupuncture with some of the patients with their conventional care. Yes, this is uh, David. Absolutely. We are very open to introducing a variety of integrative techniques. In addition to the acupuncture and the Reiki, we are now introducing music therapy, art therapy, and a variety of other clearly non-traditional therapies that we found to be effective. And I don't think, as with most medicine, there's is no one single magic bullet that's going to make our patients well. And I think we have to accept that it's going to take the very traditional methods that we've used in combination with the integrative techniques and some of the things that we've seen more traditionally on the Eastern side. And I think the combination of those and using some combination of those is really going to be the answer for most of our patients. So what do you think is going to happen across the heartland here? Do you think that the door is opening slowly to the acceptance of non-Western treatments? And, I'm, you know, I'm, I never even know what to call them because I use them in my practice too. Whatever you say denigrates them. We always have like, well, here's medicine and then here's this non-Western medicine or alternative or complementary. Isn't it all just medicine? It is just medicine. This is Brian. I think what we'll see with time we are seeing it with time. Certainly, you know, the past 17 years since we've been here at Merrill, there's been a, a more of an acceptance, certainly amongst the public, who all the surveys show are using at least 50% of patients in this country are using some form of complementary alternative therapy with their conventional care. We're seeing a greater acceptance from the medical profession who are rightly demanding evidence for whatever we bring into uh, mainstream care. But I think we're, gonna, we're coming to it in a different approach. It's almost a transformation from within in the medical profession. And to look at people, as, as David said, in a more multidimensional way, whether it's their pain or other type problems, and to see, well, what's the best options for this particular person, whether it's from a conventional or a complementary therapy at this point in time. Right. What it sounds like to me is that we think of medicine, you know, going to hell in a handbasket. What's happening here is we're actually getting back to our roots as healers and back into balance. Yes, this is uh, David. Absolutely. And, and I think as we look 
at the direction that we're going to be taking in medicine. I think that our focus is going to shift back again from being individuals who are treating illness to individuals that are also promoting wellness. Right. I think that, that that's a wonderful thing. And as, as one of the a writer, Joan Borsenko, once said, too, it's all about balance. When your appendix is rupturing, it is not the time to start meditating. It's a time to call a surgeon. So we need to keep that in mind, too. Brian and David, thanks for being our guests today and telling us about how non-traditional medicine is finding its place at the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Unit. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMDXM is here for you, the health professionals who care for your patients. We welcome your questions and your comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library, and we truly thank you for listening.